good to see you, Brad. I'm so glad you were able to join us today. I'm so interested in what we're hearing pertaining to AstraZeneca uh, pausing, right, the phase three study. There were so many high hopes for this because a participant in the United Kingdom got an illness. It what seems to be maybe even a mystery illness. Um, what do they do here? I mean, is this a pause? Is this a moment where everybody freaks out and shuts down the whole thing? What do you think this means? And I know that you have some insight on what the CEO of AstraZeneca has been doing. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. For one thing, I think this is a reality check for all of us about just how difficult drug and vaccine development really is. So what it means for AstraZeneca specifically is they're developing Oxford University's vaccine all around the world, including in the United States. And one of the trial participants in the UK um, was hospitalized with symptoms that are consistent with a neurological condition called transverse myelitis. And that's essentially an inflammation of the spinal cord. So when something serious like that happens in a trial, it's important to remember these are volunteers. For vaccines, you're given the, the, these things to healthy people. So safety is of the utmost importance. So when something like this happens, the right thing to do is to pause the trial and try to determine whether the vaccine caused this or whether it's just random chance that somebody with something like this may have been in the trial to begin with. So there's an independent right. committee looking over that right now, trying to figure that out. And um, once they do, let's hope that it's not related to the vaccine. Um, they may unpause and continue the trial. But the first thing to do is to figure out what's going on here, um, because if the vaccine did cause this, um, you don't want to put other potential volunteers potentially in harm's way. So it's important to kind of stop things and figure it out. And it's also important for us investors and just society at, at large to understand if, if this is vaccine related, is it something specific to the Astra vaccine? Or is it something with, that may show up in other vaccine trials as well? And so the right thing to do okay. is just kind of take a pause and figure all of that out. Right. Well, a pause seems like exactly the right idea to do. As you said, these people are volunteers. Um, that being said, inflammation is part of the main problem of COVID, at least in part, right? Um, the other thing is a timeline for all of this. I, I don't know how you even begin to guess when a vaccine may actually be delivered in your estimation. Um, I know everything's fast-tracked, and we're trying to get the fastest vaccine out ever known to man. Um, and you have a lot of great companies that I mentioned at the top of this segment. Where do you see the strength? What's the best case scenario? What are some of the companies that you have seen to think at this point, based on what you're hearing, have a good track here? Yeah, well, one thing that this might be showing us is that maybe we shouldn't be working so quickly um, because, you know, biology has a way of humbling us. Um, we're talking about these vaccines as if it's just a matter of time. They still need to prove themselves. And you know, these are vaccines that we're planning to potentially give to hundreds of millions, if not billions of people around the planet. 
So they've only been tested in thousands of people so far, and it's not unusual for a, a problem like this to arise once you start giving it to more and more people. So speed, I know we all want to get the economy back up and running and, and you know a vaccine out there as soon as possible, but it's important to do that safely. Now, AstraZeneca potentially has some controversy as far as that goes, because they started their phase three study in the United States uh, just a few days ago. But one thing they might do is if the studies they've been doing outside of the United States, this one in the UK, they're also doing it in Brazil and South Africa, if those show compelling right. results, they might ask RFDA for what's called an emergency use authorization. And if they do that, especially without data from the US, um, that could be fraught with uh, political controversies. Um, so we have to watch that. I think your best bet for right. the quickest vaccine is likely going to be Pfizer and BioNTech. Uh, Pfizer CEO has been pretty clear that he's expecting the first interim data from their big US trial sometime in October, maybe November. I think that's gonna be likely the first one to really give us the strongest clue that might be approvable. So I would circle that one in the October, November timeframe. Right. And, you know, Pfizer and BioNTech have said that the preclinical study that they've been doing has demonstrated antiviral effects in mice, non-human primates. Right. So they're really working on animals more so than AstraZeneca, who had that on humans. So, I mean, they seem very positive on that. The chances of a vaccine in 2020 are slim to none. Would you buy these stocks? No. Well, they're. Uh, well, the, those are two different questions. I don't think the odds are slim to none. I think there's a very strong chance that they'll be approved for certain people, like healthcare workers, um, you know, maybe uh, emergency care workers, and and things like that. For sure, it'll take uh, it well into next year for the general public to receive something. Now, in terms of the stocks, right? You know, I don't think investors. By have the way, really that's what I was thinking when I was th when I said slim to none. It's exactly what I was thinking because all I could think about was that the kids are not going to school in New York City. We have remote learning. Teachers, you know, afraid to go into the schools. Things like that. Um, would you buy an ETF of these biotech names, or how would you invest in what is really needed? We're going to have a lot of demand going forward. For sure. I mean, this is, I think this AstraZeneca situation is a lesson. Number one, that it's important to be diversified. These trials can fail. Um, there can be, there's going to be some unexpected twists and turns here, and you need to be ready for that as an investor. And I think in general, uh, I don't think that investors are really appreciating the risk of this. Again, there's going to be surprises. Biology is difficult. It, it has a way of humbling us. Biotech investors know that very well. And so this Astra surprise is not going to be the last one that we have in the coming months. So as an investor, it's important that you are diversified in that way. I think a lot of the COVID plays are a little overvalued because I don't, I, I don't think people are really appreciating the risk. So if you're thinking of ETFs, um, a broad one that invests not just in these, but you know, across the board in biotech, I think is probably the appropriate way to think about it.